0: His name, Dr. H. Charles Green. Chuck was the founding pastor of Orangewood Church in 1976. He started every sermon he ever preached with his name and gave the name of the person. It was repetitive, but it never got old because he always tied it to the message for the day. Some people you meet change your life some not so much. There are people sitting here today who know the Lord Jesus, humanly speaking, because of Chuck Green. There are people here today who grew in their faith because of Chuck Green. There are people here who laughed more and enjoyed life more because of Chuck Green. And there are people here who had never heard of Chuck Green before I said his name. More on Chuck later. Some of us are into repetition and some not so much. Whenever I say that phrase, not so much, I think of a friend who came to study here from the far East a few years ago at Reformed seminary. They had nothing. And you, the um, family of Orangewood provided everything for them from a car to all the furnishings for their house a friend and I took a desk I had over to them. And it wasn't a fine desk, but it was a desk. And he needed a desk. We took it in the house. We put it on the wall that he wanted. And he says, I like it, but not so much. <laughs> Repetition can be the same way for some. I like it, but not so much. What's the most repetitive praise song you have ever heard. Sometimes we sing a chorus over and over and over and some may tire of it. I'm generally not into repetition upon repetition. Some people say that um, I'm too brief in my communications about most things. The irony of this is that there is a praise song, a psalm that I absolutely love. It repeats the same phrase 26 times in 26 verses. One phrase is fully half of this song, a song that was sung by the Israelites, remembering the amazing, steadfast, unchangeable, eternal, and beautiful love of God the Father. Our summer series is entitled R&R, which usually means rest, and relaxation. Our first R has been the constant R for remain, abiding in Christ. The thought comes from John 15, remain in me and I also in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And as we remain, how is it that we grow and prosper and mature That's where our second R's have come in this summer in our series to help us to grow and mature. So you've heard sermons on a number of biblical themes, including repenting, resolving, risking, reducing, and today is remembering. All that we are saying is in response to where Chuck Berry kicked off the series a few weeks ago. You remember that following our Easter celebration and our encouragement for all of us to live in the resurrected power of the Lord Jesus, that we saw in the early church in Acts 2, a number of people coming to the disciples, and they were saying, what shall we do now? Many times we find ourselves 2,000 years later asking the same question, what shall we do now? Now? Our R&R series is designed to provide insight and practical steps to help us to grow and mature in our walk with Christ. Today, our R is remember. How do you do with remembering? First and foremost is to remember who God is and that his steadfast love endures forever. This repetitive praise song that I keep hinting at, is found in the word of God in Psalm 136. It remembers and it shows the never ending love of God, pointing out his righteous character and his mighty deeds. It repeats one phrase time and time again, one that we need to hear for his steadfast love endures forever. And this is both a history Psalm, but also a love poem before we hear God's word, let's talk to God himself. Father, we come this morning and we know that each one of us enters this place and this time, even as Jack expressed with burdens and concerns. Father, we ask that you would meet each one of us where we find ourselves today. Give us ears to hear and give us hearts to respond to your word. Father, improve our memory of your grace and your love and your actions in our lives, for we pray in your powerful name. Amen. Now, we're going to read this psalm in sections as we go throughout the message today, and we'll read it very much as the Israelites um, would sing this song in ancient Israel. We're going to read it responsively. I will read the proclamation, and you will remember or read um, or say the response. Here and proclaim the word of God with me as we remember who God is. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This Psalm begins and ends with a call to the people of God to give thanks. Our Jewish friends call this the great Hallel Psalm, the great Hallelujah Psalm. We're called to give thanks to God, the God of gods, the Lord of lords, to Adonai, the Lord, to Jehovah or Yahweh, the name of God considered so holy by our Jewish friends that they would not even pronounce it. The Lord, God of gods and Lord of lords is personal and intimate and knowable. He's involved in our lives as we're going to see even now. That is the God who is and the God that we are to remember. After the call to give thanks, this Psalm calls us to remember God's work in creation, because his steadfast love endures forever. Hear and proclaim with me the word of God. To him who alone does great wonders, to him who by understanding made the heavens, to him who spread out the earth above the waters, to him who made the great lights, the sun to rule over the day, the moon and the stars to rule over the night. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We know from Genesis that God created the heavens and the earth by the power of his word. He's set the earth in place, and it has rotated on its axis ever since. God breathed life into Adam and Eve as our first parents, and from them came the human race and his people. Who can ponder the beauty of God's creation and not be amazed at the steadfast love which endures forever? Next, we're called to remember God's work among his people in the Exodus, because his steadfast love endures forever. This Psalm is closely tied even today with the Passover feast as Jews recall God's deliverance of his people from the land and the oppression of the Egyptians. As we hear and respond to the reading of this Psalm, sometimes I, and you may also think that I know what's coming in scripture. And so I tend to skip over it if I know it well. And it would be easy to do that in the reading of this Psalm. But obviously, God, the author knows that we need to hear this refrain over and over and over again. In fact, just yesterday, um, I was working on this message and I was texting a young friend as his wife had just given birth to a precious baby boy after much heartache and pain in their lives. He said that he made it through seminary this year because of the word steadfast. He said, I would see the word steadfast tattooed on the arm of a friend every day in class. And I would listen to Sandra McCracken's song saying, you are steadfast. His steadfast love endures forever, and we need to be reminded of it. It should never be something that we say or think or ponder or remember too much. Hear and proclaim with me the word of God as we see God rescuing his people in the Exodus. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them, with a strong hand and outstretched arms to him who divided the sea in two and made Israel pass through the midst of it, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea to him who led his people through the wilderness. To him who struck down great kings and killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and gave their land as a heritage. A heritage to Israel, his servant. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Here, in this great hallelujah psalm, God's redemptive work in the lives of his people is remembered step by step, starting with the plagues that were sent upon the captors of God's people in Egypt through the Red Sea through the years in the wilderness, all the way into the promised land. Imagine the fear of the Israelites living in Egypt. Imagine the fear as the plagues were coming upon their enemies, of being chased through the land, of coming to the Red Sea, of the army, the enemy approaching, and then of the sea parting. Imagine the fear. Imagine the years of wandering in the wilderness, and then finally going into the promised land, looking back and remembering the Israelites could see and they could say his steadfast love endures forever. What about you? What are you encountering right now in your life? For some life is absolutely overwhelming. The discouragements keep coming. There may be confusion. You may feel attacked. God never promises that we will not go through tough times. We will go through tough time. God does promise that he will go with and be with us as we do, and that his spirit walks alongside each of us. If I'm honest, I don't remember easily or well. Rita could tell you that as I tell some stories that I remember, I think, but um, obviously they're not always real accurate. Um, So she is there to help me. Um, God has taken my story and I'm well aware of this and he's redeemed the story and me so many times, Um, but then I so often forget. Scripture always calls the people of God to remember. Listen to just a few of the remembers in Scripture. Deuteronomy 8, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years. Deuteronomy 15, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord, your God redeemed you. Exodus 20, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Numbers 15, remember all the commands of the Lord that you may obey them. Ecclesiastes 12, remember your creator in the days of your youth. John 15, remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. Acts 20, Remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And then 2 Corinthians 9, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. God calls us to remember what he has done, and God calls us to remember what he calls us to do as his followers. And even as the Israelites, and we remember God's work in our lives and in the lives of his people during the Exodus, it is good for us to take time to remember the story of how God established his church here at Orangewood, because his steadfast love endures forever. I'm going to ask us once again to read responsively this next section of the Psalm. As the psalmist is bringing it up to the present day for the Israelites and how God has rescued them and also for us. Hear and proclaim with me the word of God. It is he who remembered us in our low estate and rescued us from our foes. He who gives food to all flesh The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is what has happened as God raised up Orangewood Church also. God has rescued and he's provided time after time, life after life, person after person. We are part of what God has done and of what God is doing. First, let me take us back to Chuck Green an amazing man used here of God in Orlando. It would even be appropriate on this Father's Day to refer to him as the founding father of the church here as God used him. The early church had church fathers, those who taught God's word um, to the people scattered throughout the regions where the early church was established by the apostle Paul and others. Chuck was a spiritual father figure to many who grew up. Under his preaching and his friendship. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned our plans for a prayer and memorial garden. Pastor Green wanted one for a long time, and we've had many requests over the years for such a place, a place where loved ones could be remembered. Um, This will be right out in front of the tower here. Um, The bench is already in place. Some of you may have seen it, but it's in a, a wonderful location we know that God gives and that God takes away. He calls us, his people to remember and to give thanks. Joshua and others built altars of stone at various places of significance in order to remember. This being Father's Day, a lot of families will honor their earthly fathers. Some fathers are here and some fathers are at a distance and some are ill, and some fathers have passed away. Some of you are experiencing this Father's Day as I am. This is the first Father's Day that I've ever had in which my father is no longer here on this earth. And I did not expect it to be as hard as it's been leading up to today. Father's Day has gotten sort of strange for me today. The purpose of this prayer and Memorial Garden is meant not only to honor a founding father like Chuck Green, but it's also available for each of us to place a stone of remembrance for a loved one. Chuck's bench, as you can see, is already in place out there, and a couple more benches will be provided um, for a seating area for individuals and families and friends to gather and meditate and pray and to remember. We'll soon be rolling out to you how you can participate um, with a personalized brick paver of a loved one, and eventually a brick paver patio will replace the mulched area that's out there right now, and it will be an ongoing process for us. But you're encouraged even today as you leave to go straight out um, from the tower and visit um, this area. For a period of time, we've been speaking with Linda Green about this. And one thing that I love is how she has expressed that Chuck wanted this to be a place of healing and restoration and reflection, and remembering for the whole church family. As you go and see the early development of the garden, you will see the verse that's on the bench. It says this from Revelation 21, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Behold, I am making all things new. And that's what the Lord does. Perhaps in keeping with the lesson we are learning from this psalm, it would be appropriate to have me have us remember some of the highlights from God's using Chuck Green and have us respond as we remember. So I'm going to say a phrase on the life of Chuck, and I'm going to ask you to repeat the phrase that you've learned and done so well with, for his steadfast love endures forever. Chuck was an active young man who grew up in a loving family in Iowa with two sisters. Chuck was growing in strength and stature as a normal young boy. On January 17, 1963, as a junior in high school, Chuck had a very serious accident on the trampoline and was hospitalized for eight months. A quick aside, if you could see the smallest photo there up close, you would see that Chuck is next to, um, what's his name? Yeah, Johnny Carson. I mean, who could figure that? Who could arrange that but Chuck Green? Somehow he did that. And if you know Chuck, you're not surprised by it. Um, But this picture, these pictures are tough here in God's providence. He used this in Chuck's life to mold and shape him into who he was, and he impacted the lives of an untold number because of it, for his steadfast love endures forever. As a young stockbroker in South Florida, Chuck came to know the Lord, and his life changed once again forever. God called him to the ministry, for his steadfast love endures forever. In 1976, fresh out of Reformed Seminary in Jackson, Mississippi, the Presbyterian Church in America hired Chuck Green to plant a church in a small central Florida town called Orlando, to which Disney had just come, for his steadfast love endures forever. The town grew quickly, as did the church and his family with David and Holly, for his steadfast love endures forever. Orangewood Church, with the leadership of Chuck Green, began Orangewood Christian School with eight students, six from one family. (laughs) For his steadfast love endures forever. Orangewood then helped plant new churches in Orlando, including Pine Ridge and Willow Creek, where Pete was the pastor, University Press, New City, and others. For his steadfast love endures forever. Chuck loved local mercy ministry. Orangewood gave the first $1,000 to True Life Choice now Choices Women's Clinic for his steadfast love endures forever. Chuck loved missions and encouraged every youth before graduating high school to go on a mission trip for his steadfast love endures forever. Chuck proposed this multi-use building on Maitland Boulevard so that there would never be a day that activity wasn't happening at Orangewood for his steadfast love endures forever. And boy, did that one come true. This building is used. After his disability retirement, Chuck set up office in the Maitland Starbucks, befriending and counseling many people every day for his steadfast love endures forever. We could go on and on with the life of Chuck, as you know, but two years ago this week, Chuck went home to be with the Lord, and he rejoices today in the presence of the Lord Jesus with a new and completely healthy body, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let me encourage all of us, remember our own stories of how God has worked in our lives because his steadfast love endures forever, even in our lives. I want to encourage you to personalize this Psalm for yourself by remembering your own story, the good times and the tough times. Let me illustrate this again by telling a little bit of my story, and I will invite you to join with me in the refrain once again. My story might go something like this. I grew up in a broken home in Pensacola, and my grandmother and mom made sure I was in church, for his steadfast love endures forever. As a young boy, Mrs. Young, an elderly, godly, Sunday school teacher shared the Lord with me, and I trusted Jesus, for his steadfast love endures forever. As a teen, my granny told me she wanted me to be a preacher. I was not interested at all in that, and so she said that she would just pray about it, (laughs) for his steadfast love endures forever. Later, God did, in fact, call me into the ministry, and I went off to college where I met Rita for his steadfast love endures forever. After marriage and seminary, we headed to Mexico for eight years, helping to start new churches, for his steadfast love endures forever. One of those churches took over the ministry of Casa Hogar, Acapulco Children's Home, to which Orangewood has been going to minister for 25 years, for his steadfast love endures forever. In 1986, God called us to Orangewood Church. He's given us four children, three married to wonderful spouses, four amazing grandchildren, for his steadfast love endures forever. Our health has been sustained by the Lord. 21 years ago, Rita had cancer. 20 years ago, I had quadruple bypass. We were loved by you, our friends and family here at Orangewood Church for his steadfast love endures forever. I could go on and on, and I should remember. But I've told you, I'm not real good at remembering. And if I'm not good at remembering, I'm probably not very good at giving thanks, which is the main theme of this psalm. I want to encourage each one of you to take time today or soon to personalize your story. Write it down, share it. Remember that his steadfast love endures forever. If you gather together today, do it as a family. We're called to remember. This question though is important. What is the most powerful remembering that we do? I mentioned that some of our Jewish friends recall this psalm as they celebrate Passover each year. For the follower of Jesus, the Passover meal has been replaced by our remembering the blood sacrifice of the Lord Jesus on our behalf, as he gave us what we call the Lord's Supper. And you may recall that when Jesus was at the Passover with his followers. He instituted that supper. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink of it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. And finally, for us, it is vital that we live with the reality of his love and the pressures of our life. As we live with those pressures, it is so important for us to remember that a solid future is promised to us for his steadfast love endures forever. How can we say that his steadfast love endures forever and not think of the future? It leads us there, doesn't it? His steadfast love endures forever for you personally, and for you as a family and for us as Orangewood church, there is a bright future for his steadfast love endures forever. Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Isaiah 40, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The, screw, the, the truth of scripture intersects with and sometimes collides with our lives. And when it does, you and I will never be the same. In your pain and hurt and weariness and disillusionment and fears, there is a bright future. There is hope. There is light and strength and encouragement because his steadfast love endures forever. Whenever God repeats himself, we should listen carefully. Paul Tripp says this about the repetition of Psalm 136. He says, Psalm 136 affirms again and again what we need to hear again and again, that being the love of God. And then Tripp says this, It's the story of a God of love invading the world in the person of his son of love to establish his kingdom of love by a radical sacrifice of love, to forgive us in love and draw us into his family of love and to send us out as ambassadors of that very same love. For his steadfast love endures forever. May we remember may we remind each other the truth is sometimes something we forget. We must remember it. As we proactively remember God's work in our lives, we will be moved to gratitude and to action. If we don't take the time to remember, we likely will forget The Jews call each other to never forget because of the Holocaust. And never forget is another way to say, remember. We will only be a thankful people as we are good at remembering. Remain in Christ and remember. God will be honored and you will be blessed. Let us close with the last verse of this psalm which issues the same call as each of the first three verses of this psalm, as we read it together. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together. Behold, What great love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called the children of God, for that is what we are. Our Father, may we know your love in the depths of our being. We give thanks for your being an amazingly good Father, for your provision and your care for us day by day. Thank you, Father, for giving us the Lord Jesus Christ, your son. Your steadfast love endures forever. May we remember that in the precious name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.